What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hard Work Beats Talent, where we aim to draw upon the insights of our inner circle in order to help our listeners make more informed decisions about their career and general life journey. I'm Nikita, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Alex. Um, and before we just get into this, get into this episode, if we can please ask you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment. Our handle is at Hard Work Beats Talent Podcast. Now, with that out of the way, um, on today's episode, we are joined by a good friend and member of our inner circle. He describes himself as an ordinary man doing extraordinary things. He goes by the name of Mr. Bag and Tag, Nathan Jones. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having hope, me. hope you're doing well. Um, when we kick this off, we like to get our guests to kind of give a bit of an elevator pitch about themselves. So if you can start off by you know telling us who you are, where you come from, what you do, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, well, you kind of <laughs> said half of what I was going to say anyway. <laughs> but no, I'm Nathan Jones. I'm a professional fighter. Uh, I'm a martial arts coach. I'm a youth worker. Um, yeah, I'm 35 and I'm from London. <laughs> And welcome, welcome, welcome. We are very pleased to have you here. Honestly, like um, before this, this episode, Nikki and I were exchanging notes and yeah, both just sharing how excited we were to get you on here because martial arts is something we've both like dabbled in and, and we really have a lot of respect for. And yeah, we were super pleased for you to reach out and, and agree to come on today. So thank you. Brilliant. So to kick off, can we get a little bit of a deep dive into how you got into martial arts, which is what we'll start with before going into your other areas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was 23 when I got uh, involved in the martial arts and basically I got jumped. I got jumped um, after a night out and uh, I was scared uh, for my life, you know, and I, was, I, I managed to get away, but I was so tired from getting away that I was like, I need to work on my fitness. And what if I didn't get away? I wouldn't know the first thing to do. I had an idea, but in actuality, the way that I felt was so scared, I didn't know what to do. So um, that was like, what, Friday, Saturday night. The Monday I went um, for a free trial at the gym opposite, opposite where it happened and signed up. And yeah, literally, as they say, the rest is history. Mm. Um, I fell in love with with the art, I fell in love with the sport, and here I am today, you know? Yeah. Did, um, <clears throat> when when that event occurred, which is a horrific experience, by the way, um, just to, to highlight that for anyone to go through, right? Um, like, did you open up about that to your friends, like about some of the emotions you went through at the time? I think, particularly as, you know, young men, um, the sort of the macho side of us maybe doesn't always want to kind of say, listen, guys, like, you know, I was quite fearful, um, didn't know how it was going to pan out, and I actually want to skill up uh, in some way. Absolutely. That was the, you know, to my, my closest uh, friends, just what, what I said was I was I was scared. And, you know, everyone's had their own experiences here or there um, to a greater or less extent. And a lot of my friends could relate to that to a degree where they could understand and agree with my actions, but they didn't join mm. join join the gym or or stick with it. But um, it was something that I felt that I had to do. Um, I, I always feel like I'm the protector of my household or, or you know the leader of my friends, and it was like no, I need to be able to look after myself before I can look after anyone else, kind of thing. Um, it's how I you know I like to to go about things. So um, yeah, I just 
became a student um, and started my path. And I, I'm glad I found that path and I'm still on that path. Still got a long way to go. Mm. But um, yeah, you know, touch wood. You know what I mean? I can I still got a lot more lessons to, to learn and to give. So Fantastic. Um, and did, did somebody recommend that you go to some sort of gym, whether it be boxing or martial arts as a kind of like as a suggestion or did you come up with that idea yourself? Well, funnily enough, um, yes. Yeah. First of all, my mum's been banging on at me for years. Oh, Nathan, go do a martial arts. Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> get off your butt. Go do this, go do that. And do you know what I mean? If anything, I'm underselling it. Like she was cursing <laughs> and stuff. And, you know what I mean? So then I said, mum, yes, look what I've done. I've, I've you, you told me to do this and I'm doing it and now I've got a fight. Like, <laughs> she was like, what? Yeah. I told you to do a self-defense, not fighting. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Mums are mums, you know, yeah. um, love of the pieces. And uh, so she's always been, you know, that nag in my ear to, to take action. And growing up, it was always one of the things I was not so forthcoming doing is taking action. Um, and, and I had a friend um, who are a close friend of mine, a colleague at the same time, was like, oh, I just tried this out. And like on the way here, I was telling you about these signs, you mm, know? Mm, mm, mm. And I, it was like, I got jump one. My friend's just telling me he's gone and done this thing too. And I was like, I'm gonna be a fool if I miss that sign, miss that um, angel as it was, like giving me that message. And I don't wanna get all like subliminal and stuff, but that was literally like a light bulb moment. I was like, rah. I've got to follow that 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 rabbit, mm. you know, yeah. and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did. Well, amazing, and and thanks for for sharing that. Like, obviously, it was a while ago, but but not the nicest experience to have to like rehash. But I I think there's a lot of value to to be taken from that, especially with regards to taking action. And what you said about like the sign or the signal reminds me of um, something I came across literally earlier today about distinguishing between the noise and the signals. And yeah, if you have been told by a friend, oh, I'll try this thing out and the, yeah, the jump happened, you then went to the gym and like you said, the rest is history. You're on this quite amazing journey and uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't be here otherwise. So yeah, absolutely paying attention to the signals. And, and we will get into this a little bit deeper in terms of your educational side. Um, yeah. But to give our listeners an idea, um, because you, you started, I think you said 23, you walked into the gyms, which is, you know, it's, it's like a little bit later on in, in your sort of... Um, you know, growing up. Um, yep. And so what, what did you do? What, what did you do at university um, when you studied like yeah. leading up to that? Because there was, that was probably like a really pivotal point in your life as well. So yeah. as a signal, like this completely changed your life, right? No, absolutely, um, absolutely. So um, at uni, uh, I did history and politics, um, rather ac like academic in the sense of like reading essays and and all that, you know, and mm -hmm. that's on one side, then fighting's on another side. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It didn't quite match up like, on paper, but it worked for me and, and I, I enjoy history. I love learning about history. Um, so I carried on uh, with the academia um, and I did a master's in sociology. Oh, wow, okay. Um, I did the master's just purely because I didn't know what I wanted to do straight after uni. I just wanted to give myself a little bit of leeway and stuff and, you know, um, yeah, went down uh, through the sociological route. Um, at the time, I was doing lots of youth work. Mm -hmm. Started off as a young person, 
and yeah, carried on doing youth work, and I was just um, studying on the side, and yeah, I got jumped, and and then I just started training martial arts, and you know, I did think I was I was too old to to do anything with it, mm -hmm. but age is nothing but a number, you know, and um, I take I, I look at it as t my mileage. The tires have the mileage. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I started later, but. I got fresh tires well, at the time. I had fresh tires, you know. So mm -hmm. um, it's amazing, isn't it? How you can be on one path at one point in your life, and you kind of think you've got it sort of figured out, and you know where you're going. And then one single event can kind of just trigger off like this whole series of events that takes you down a completely different road. Absolutely, absolutely. And I had another one where I've had to change my full time job, which was you know, so I'm about twenty five, twenty six. Uh, I was a full-time youth worker, family support worker, working in schools, working with other young people, uh, with their families and, and, and exploring issues and stuff. Um, carried on fighting, competing. T I had to take it to the next level, mm -hmm. you know, where I turned professional and then I was, I was winning. Then I started losing. And I started losing because the guys that I was against were more experienced or they, 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 they had bet better resources than I had. And, but also had the time to commit absolutely well because they were probably dedicating all of their time to, to training. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I had to make another decision. It was like, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to be a fighter or do I just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so taking a step back, um, you got to this gym. Is this a, an MMA gym or is it a like kind of specific uh, area? So either like kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, like w was it a specialist in one area or yeah, was it a bit um, of everything? A bit, bit of everything. Um, it was, uh, I would like to say, a recreational gym. You know, you had you had uh, all, all ages there um, from, from the little ones, from four years old all the way up to, you know, um, uh, mature, mature students. Um, and they did they did everything they did striking they did grappling mm -hmm. they did fitness and you know so i was just thrown in at the deep end and did a bit of, bit of everything you know mm. so um yeah no I, I love it all and and did you kind of from there go down any specific routes or was it has it always been an mma focus for you yeah um literally it was just i, I wanted to do a bit of everything and, yeah. I, and i and i enjoyed it you know uh, it's like, how do you know what you like? Or how do you know what you're good at if you don't try? Yeah. So I thought, give it a go. And um, what I, with martial arts uh, in particular, what I, I found out was that it's a lot to do with technique, you know? Um, and I was exposed at an early age, uh, not an early age, sorry, uh, early in my training that it was technique and how much I didn't know. Mm. And I, I just had to, to learn. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted on, to make a point because uh, when you said that the, there's quite a big difference between the kind of academic route and um, that that of being a student to martial arts, like I think it's important to emphasise that someone that's kind of been to a jiu-jitsu gym and I even trained earlier today, like the two aren't that distinct in terms of like learning about the technique and like kind of going through it, redoing it so that it becomes muscle memory. And I, I actually find it super intellectually engaging as well as just physically engaging. Um, Absolutely. And you you in my gym at least you find it's like people who are quite like senior at like tech companies and stuff it's like that sort of mind that wants to figure things out and isn't happy unless they realize like where they went wrong and then correcting that like often gets attracted to it so 
I don't think there's that much of a difference. I think fighters can sometimes get a bit of a bad rep. And I know I certainly had the perspective that it's just two guys brawling. But mm. once you understand what's actually going on and like the strategy, like it's as, I guess, technical as, as any sport, if not more in some respects, because you're managing your ego and you're putting your health on the line, I guess. Absolutely. So, no, I, I, I think there is definitely a bit of a connection there between someone that has taken it like academics to a master's level and then is also now in a cage fighting other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, th and this is the thing, right? Like, um, you're the first guest that we've had on that has something in common with us in terms of uh, like a martial art or pugilistic type of uh, activity that we all have in common. We've For had sure. other guests on, you know, that have careers and maybe like professions or vocations that we have never had like a a, a window into. Right. Whereas like we've, you know, Alex dabbles a little bit in BJJ and um, like I've done a bit of amateur boxing. So like for us, it's such an interesting conversation to have and to get the different perspectives that we all have. Um, obviously your perspective is on like a much higher in-depth level, um, but like a debate that I often have with people that um, have that perspective that, you know, uh, boxing or martial arts are about the aggression and the physical aspects. Um, I always go back to one of the points that one of my co coaches said to me is that from a boxing perspective, because that's where my experience is, it's boxing is actually a thinker's sport. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about tearing each other's heads off. You got to think about the feet, you know, the yeah. positioning, the pivot, the, the, you know, the move, the movement. And, you know, you can win fights with your feet. It's not about the power. Because no, for sure. They call it the sweet science. Mm. Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. For, 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 for that reason. So I agree yeah. with you. And like with jiu-jitsu, they call it human chess. Yeah. Again, for, for, for oh. the same reasons, you know. So there's, there's a lot, a lot of thinking and um, a lot of other things you've got to take into consideration yeah. behind the scenes is uh, taken away from just the fight and stuff. So on, on the jiu-jitsu front, um, someone once described it to me as trying to solve a, Rubik, a moving Rubik's Cube whilst being a moving Rubik's Cube <laughs> for someone else. Like, I think especially when you have like training partners that you trust and you know aren't trying to hurt you, like it's it can be so, just, yeah, so fun, I find. And it's, mm. it's very different to, well, I used to play a lot of football back in the day, but... Yeah, just sparring with kind of people who I know through the gym, but not otherwise. But you kind of both know the game each other's playing, and and there's a mutual respect, mutual respect, but then well. also improvement. Yeah. So yeah. by pushing it to the, like a kind of appropriate level, you're both pushing each other's ability, and like I, I think that growth process again, mm. not too dissimilar to say writing an essay or going through like the academic process to improve your ability to read, write, or whatever. It's kind of plays out in the physical and the, the outcomes are so binary, right? You either Absolutely. get caught or you don't get caught. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you, you know, you, for me, at least, I've learned a lot through not just, just training martial arts, but the combat sport, you know, um, I've, whether I've won, whether I've lost, I've learned from myself. Do I dust it off and, and get back in, to it, learn from my mistakes? Or um, do I highlight the mistakes that I've made or what the areas that I need to work on and... Do you know what I mean? It's also, I get instant feedback. Mm. What I have yeah. been working on. <laughs> like, yeah. did it work? Am I good at yeah. what I do? Yeah. Do I, did I listen to the right person, uh, mm. make the right changes and stuff? And you get that instant feedback. And, um, you know, it, it reflects a lot of real life in my eyes. I, yeah. I can tell uh, the type of person by the by how we, we train, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. If, 
if I if I beat them and and they quit, oh, they're a quitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Or are oh, they back again? Oh, yeah, go on then. Oh, they're a grafter, or mm, yeah. you know, they're always in the gym or X, Y, Z. So. It it does speak a lot to character. And we posted a a, a quote recently on our socials that it's not. Um, what happens to you, it's how you deal with what happens to you, right? For so sure. it doesn't matter if you lose, it's what do you learn from that? What did you take away from it? Um, and just something you said earlier as well about when you were transitioning from the academic and, and your sort of professional side into fighting and you got to a point where you kind of had to go all in mm -hmm. or you're gonna be kind of like a part-time fighter, but accept that you're gonna win and lose you know in equal measure and kind of you know get beaten up some weeks because some of the other guys are more dedicated have more time is that correlation that you can't half ask anything that's right um, in your career or fighting and i think um with like a martial art it's highlighted the most because you can have an office job or whatever it is that you do and it's really easy to like kind of hide and you know cruise along for for 10 years or whatever because you're not getting that instant yeah. <laughs> feedback and you know the, the physical side no, but for sure you know when you go into the ring there's no half ass in it there's no hiding and i want people to take that away that treat your whatever it is that you want to do like your career or your path your journey as though you're in the ring or in the cage um taking someone on right um don't half ass it <laughs> No, and good. and just to add on that point, kind of uh, one thing we get told is that more often than not, the biggest challenger in the kind of octagon or wherever you might be is, is yourself, right? So absolutely, have you trained properly? Have you done the camp properly? Like that all plays out, and <laughs> that is effectively what you're fighting against as as much as the person in front of you. So yeah, I really like that point, Nikki, and I I just I'm super passionate about this point because. Uh, like I said, I had a, a preconception of what fighting was before um, like delving into jiu-jitsu. And what I'm always astounded by, like when I listen to say podcasts of like different MMA fighters and uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners is just the character of these people. It's one thing to, I don't know, say I'm gonna go and do X, Y, and Z, but it's another thing to actually do it or to eat humble pie once it doesn't work out that way and go back and like retrain. And I think that, level of character <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't find really in many other walks of life and i think um yeah I, I hope that if anyone listening to this takes anything away from it it's that i think people who put themselves through it deserve a lot of respect because like you said instant feedback health huge consequences and to consistently go back and do that like i think just deserves a tipping of the hat definitely uh, uh, for sure so nathan when when was it that you sort of discovered that or, or transitioned into, you know, coaching as a career. What, what was the tipping point for you, and how did your hobby develop into your now career? Yeah, and and that's you know because you went. Uh, uh, well, tell us, did you go into coaching first, or did you go straight into fighting, and where did the two meet? No, absolutely. Well, it started off as a, a five to nine, my hobby turned to my nine to five. You know where I was doing it full time, turn to all the time. You know what I mean? I live, <laughs> um, breathe, sleep, um, martial arts, um, fighting, but martial arts, you know? Uh, and there's a, dis a distinction there and I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, for me, it was, um, I had to make a decision. Do I wanna work my uh, local authority job as a youth worker safe, 
safe um you know i knew how much i was getting paid i had a pension i had sick pay or did i want to take a chance and be great mm. which is follow my my dreams how good would i be i wouldn't sorry i would never know how good i could have been if i never took that chance yeah and that was the choice that that i made uh, and i made it um touch wood again i'm not looking back um because I'm, I'm happy with the decisions that i've made because I'm able to to train, to travel with my training, train with the best guys, take time out of my day to train as much as I'd like to. Um, or, before, you know, at the time it was now, we've got mortgage, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This and that and, you know. Um, so it was, it was um, when I started to compete at a national level uh, with the fighting. So it was a professional, I was doing the the regional, the local circuit, the regional circuit. I took it to a national level. I was fighting um, at the time. The promotion was called Bama, which is the British Association of Mixed Martial Arts, um, and they they're the at the time they were the best show in Europe. You know, so oh okay, wow. So from the national level, I had to take it to the the European international yeah. level, and then I've taken it to the world stage and with some some of the opponents. Uh, like I competed on Bellator as well, mm -hmm. Cage Warriors as well. So it was like, how, you know what I mean? It was, I wanted to know how far I could go. So I put all my eggs in that basket and, and I, I took a chance. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I took it a chance. Takes, it takes a lot of character to, to do that, even to kind of risk it all, to determine how great you can be. Um, takes a lot of guts and, and a lot of will. So I commend sure. you for that. Because yeah, no, thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm not even, uh, I know I'm a fighter. I introduced myself as a fighter. You see me in the cage fighting, Yeah, but I'm not a fighter. Yeah, I, I, I tell my young people, I'm an athlete. I'm a professional athlete, you know. Um, it's a different message to send as well, which mm -hmm. is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just because um, I said I'd explain it and then you're talking about um, before people like the stigma of the character you know i'm a professional athlete you won't see me out out uh out of the pub on a saturday night you know what i mean beating people up or, or mm. getting into altercations actually funny enough since i started fighting i've got i've got the headphones on so you can't see my cauliflowers but people will look at it they'll be like I don't, yeah. I don't, you know what i mean <laughs> you don't want this <laughs> but no no uh, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a professional athlete and um Every, everything that I do, every decision that I make is with my end goal in mind. So mm. I tell my young people, what is your why? What do you want to do? And why do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. So the things that you do, make sure it's going to help how you do it mm. or how you're going to get there. You don't need yeah. to know how you're going to get there. You just need to know your next step mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. next step and then that next step and then that next step. You know, um, and that's the same with me. Like I was working full time and then it was like to give up my job to train full time. How am I going to get my full time money to pay for this, to pay for that? And then to get, get this. And then I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? And if I was to give a message to anyone, it would be to have faith, follow your instincts and make sure every decision is to support your why and then things will in some way work its way out. Mm -hmm. So therefore I started coaching because that was, went hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I wanted to fight, I could fight, but I could coach just before or just after training, one or two clients, yeah, cool. Mix it in 
with my training when I was able to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I realized that I was good at coaching. Yeah. Mm. Because I'm a good fighter, by the way. Yeah. That's why they've got to be on you. Right? <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I realized that I was good at it. I enjoyed it. And people got a lot from it. Well, and this must play into your youth work um, experience as well, right? Because you you learn to kind of guide and absolutely you know, impart wisdom. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I agree. what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've carried on with my clients. That is flexible around my training, which actually funds my training and provides me with an income to live my life. So to answer your question, it was like, that's why I got involved in coaching because it was a means to an end mm. to allow me to support my actions towards my why. Mm. And do you think coaching's influenced your fighting ability at all? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because every time I'm coaching um, and people will will choose me because of my skills and my attributes, so I'll coach people in my style. So every time I'm coaching them, I'm reiterating the moves and, and the techniques and the sequences that one, I have to use, two, um, that I have, not that I use, but I, I have to follow because that's how it, how it's done, mm. you know? So when I'm fighting, I've drilled it, not just with my partner, but I've said it and I've said it mm. and mm. I almost do it blindfolded. Aut autopilot. Almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're programming but yourself. Exactly. That, I'm that. not gonna fight blindfolded, but, <laughs> but I'm saying like, well, I don't have to think yeah. about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can, yeah. I can, I, I can process. Like if you think about your brain as a computer chip, mm -hmm. there's only so much processing power that we've got. So not only do I have to think about somebody trying to hurt me, not only do I have to think about the lights, the cameras, um, the audience. Mm. You know what I mean? My my friends and family, mm. the the critics. Not only do I have to worry about um, the information my coaches is telling me. I've got to worry about if I'm looking good and doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Bro, the, the the first amateur fight that I had, right, on that point is like cut like coming out, and this was in, you know, in in like in Hayes in a working men's club, right? It was like small, dingy sort of place. You know, I had a couple of friends there, my mum was there, and you walk like you walk out and it's like someone puts shutters like in front of your eyes because the moment the bell goes, the adrenaline kicks yeah, in adrenaline and you do not remember <laughs> seeing, hearing, yep. like feeling a single thing. And like you say, you know, listen to the coaches, listening to like all that outside noise. I don't remember a single word that I was told in the corner <laughs> in between rounds. So it's it's not just learning the skill of fighting um, and, you know, the grappling and all, all of those skills. It's the skill of self-control, mm. discipline, um, and being able to. It's, it is like an art of control, self-regulation, self-regulation, absolutely. And that that involves and includes the the hormonal side and and you know all of that kind of stuff. Because when you're in the corner, you do need to listen to your coach and you need to tweak your um, all of your your tactics and and all that kind of thing. So there's so much that comes with it. It's fascinating. But, but sure. I, with the point on coaching, presumably as well, when you're watching other people do what you're teaching them, you can like tweak your, you can almost like coach yourself mm. via them a bit. Like say, I could do that in this way and that and that way. So a lot of people I've trained with who now coach have said it, it's improved their ability to, to grapple because 
when you're trying to explain something to someone if you if you can't do that then you know you don't really know it properly yourself i'm sure you'll maybe no, on that point but absolutely it's interesting that it's there are definitely definite like synergies not just from the financial perspective but from the this is going to improve my ability in, in in the cage like from coaching and, and and doing the fighting as well so that's awesome and it's i think a good good message there about if you do have a passion and you are pursuing it yeah ask are there ways in which you can monetize it but then yeah, also improve help others through it such that yeah it's become a full-time thing for you rather mm. than yeah part-time focus no absolutely yeah. it, would you say that when you're coaching other people you get you know let's say 100 people through the door in in a week or, or whatever um that you can almost like it's like a a simulator for you where you can say all right try this and then you can kind of see how it worked out without having to actually go in and, and spar Yes and no. Um, yes, in terms of if I explain something to you, do you do you understand it or not? If it's if I have to repeat myself three, four times, then it's not even worth it. Like, <laughs> move um, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, um, if it worked for you, or if you're getting ready for a competition and you've got a, a foundation, it's easy for me to impart some knowledge that could help. Um, impact on your overall performance and if that does it then cool why wouldn't I try it out but mm -hmm. a lot of what I I, uh, I teach is, is means tested pressure tested I've tested it myself I've been out there whether it's on the mat in the ring in the cage I've been there I've done that so I'm only going to tell you if it's worked for me so mm -hmm. it's more a, a down uh, a, a top down way of, of, of coaching that, that I like to use but at the same time I've, I say it like in a way where I've got to make everything idiot proof. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You need to be able to understand it. I'm not saying that you're an idiot. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying you need to understand it. It's, my my mum questions it <laughs> quite often, to be honest. But then, <laughs> all right. but then I need to understand it with all those other factors that I mentioned before happening at once in mm. that in that moment. Like it's got to be simple. It's got to be quick. It's got to have to work or have a high success rate. Otherwise. What's the point? You know, mm. when the stakes are high, when the margins are that narrow, it's, it's just like with the top of every sport. You know, look at Formula One. They're spending millions over a, a, a hundredth of a second. Do, do, do you know mm. what I mean? Like yeah, the, the margins are that small or that fine, should I say, that everything counts. So I like I don't like to take too many chances when I'm there mm. having to do it and stuff. I, it needs to be means tested, uh, high success rate, and not cost me uh, too much uh, of a risk, you know. Yeah. So, uh, just on the kind of topic of your kind of professional athlete career, can you give us like an insight into the like top points, low points, and yeah, just bring to light what it looks like because we've done a lot of talking around the topic, but it'd be great for our us and our listeners to like just know what the life of a yeah. professional athlete in mixed martial arts looks like. Cool. I I I've got. <laughs> Four fights I want to talk about. I can okay. do it quite quick. If no problem, no. We're not in a rush. So okay, yeah, cool. So my very first fight was an amateur fight. Um, I'd been training for about a year, I want to say, a year. And I I was so scared. I'm, like I said, I'm not like a, I'm not an aggressive person. I'm not a, a fighter. Um, but I trained and trained and trained. And, I th you know, it was like, well, how good am I? Put it on the line. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is what it's about. <laughs> Why not? You know, it, it was on my bucket list. I'll have a fight, see how mm -hmm. I go. And the guy, 
I didn't even see the guy before and I saw him in the cage and my, my coach even said to me when, when I was walking out, it's like, don't worry, he's, it's just a facade. You know what to do, Nathan. you know what to do. Go get him, go get him. And I see the guy, the guy was massive, tatted up and just ugly. <laughs> like, just raw aggression. Anything that you, like, any, oh my God, I I would have just left there and then. I was I was so scared. <laughs> anyway cut a long story short I won the fight and I was so proud of myself mm. so proud of uh, and my mum was proud of me and, and everyone because it's not just me yes it's an individual sport but it really is a team effort mm. you know it's uh, I've got um, my coaches my training partners I've got other specialist coaches you know now down the professional route I've got a nutritionist I've got a SNC coach of do you know what I mean? I've got a, a performance um, mental coach. Um, all mm. these other, uh, I've got a physio, uh, not a physio, a rehab coach. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of people behind the scenes, as well as um, support network and sponsors and stuff. So it really is a team effort. So we were all proud of that guy that got into the cage, you know. Mm. And that was a big two fingers up at the guys that jumped me. I was like, I said to myself, I, I know. They'll they'll see this somewhere mm. down the line. Mm. They'll see me on YouTube, mm. and you know what I mean. They'll turn around and and say sorry, mm. and not necessarily those guys, but some other guys mm. did just that. Oh Nathan, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, man. I'm so literally every Christmas time I go out in Twickenham. They're my school. <laughs> yeah. I go and have some drinks. I will get some whoever, someone from my past. Men, I don't even have to tell people I'm a fighter. Yeah, yeah. All they my know. Yeah, they all my know. friends will say, oh, I saw your fight on YouTube. Oh, you're this. They realise, yeah. actually, mm. I've turned my life around yeah. for the better. And, you know, it's that hard work. That, that Not so much the... I saw something on, on um, Instagram the other day. It's not the intensity or, or the regularity that you do something. It's the consistency mm. that yeah. you do it. 100%. That's got to... Um, move you on that next step on that next step and there's there's levels to this you know what i mean um 100% and that's what i love about martial arts you know someone's level by their belt you know someone's level by where they're fighting and, and whatnot and i've managed to build myself up on that amateur regional uh, local circuit coming up uh, to the next fight i'm going to talk about <laughs> is um a world title i fought for the bama world title in 2015 and that was for me that was the pinnacle the world title yeah. main mm. event wow live on dave <sighs> massive and i lost <laughs> oh okay oh mate it, it was it was like everything everything that i'd worked for literally all the things that i've just mentioned before working and working and working and i even was was training tom hardy who, who um, at the time getting him ready for for venom was training him and he even came to the fight and everything oh amazing and that was one thing he's a, he's a friend now but i mean at the time he was just like this yeah, yeah this guy like yeah, whoa yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean but that was the momentum that i brought through yeah, yeah, yeah. um as as a, um, an accolade to the hard work yeah that, mm. you know what i mean to, to to have someone like that come and support me wear my t-shirt be in my crowd yeah yeah and and um and I and I knew because it was live and everyone was talking about it. Um, that Nathan, Nathan from the area, Nathan from Brentford, yeah, mm. Nathan, Nathan. It was it was like that. I had yeah. all my people with me, and anyway, I lost. Um, but I'm still proud of myself. 
I'm still proud of myself. And I was in the gym the next the next the next day. So wow. it happened Saturday, Sunday, I, whatever it was, ten o'clock. I was in that gym, and everyone was like, "What are you doing, Nave?" <laughs> I was like, "It's another day." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life goes on. Big respect. Yeah, know. massive. Um, that's that's what. Just can I kind of ask you quickly? Don't ask me how I lost. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't ask well, me what you, fight it was either. Yeah, have you? Have you? I mean, you look back at it, right? Yeah. Like, how how do you process that? You know, when you look back at it, do you think, oh, why did I do that? Why didn't I do that? Like, yeah. what's the journey, right? Because we all go through challenges, ups and downs, and it's like everyone has different ways of dealing with it. So I'd really love your perspective on that because that's it's such a big thing to have gone through. Yeah, it, it, it was a, a massive thing. Um, I went, uh, well, I wouldn't say I, I was depressed. I didn't mm. get depressed, but I, was ha I was, had a lot of cold sweats, mm. a lot of flashbacks, a lot, because I got knocked out. I got knocked out in the first round after me cleaning up on points. I was racking up mm. points, racking up points, and literally it was a millimeter that way and I was out. Fine uh, margins. It, you know, and, and everyone was, everyone would say, oh, Nave, Nave. And funnily enough, I know I've just spoken about it now, but even before then, everyone asked, still asked me about this fight. Um, but you know what? It's a fight. It's a sport. It's entertainment. You know, no, I did not lose anything. I lost the fight, yes, but I'm still the same person. I've gained from it. I've moved on from it. Um, I've still got the same acquisitions. Um People look at me actually, but not they look at me better. Wow, because they can see. Mm. Oh, they you fought for a world title. How many people do you know that mm. become fighters have fought for a world title? Do, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, it's the one percent, right? No, no, absolutely, it's, absolutely. So yeah. I, I'm proud of myself, and and I've got I live to tell that tale. And the resilience it takes to hold your head up high, walk down the street to look somebody in the the eye, and tell him not so much what you should be doing, but how I did it. So if you want to do, go on this journey, what does it take? I'm telling you what it takes. It mm -hmm. takes this and takes that, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I've, I've learned a lot from, from that resilience, uh, having resilience from it. And um, I would do it all again. Amazing. Someone, I can't remember who, but, um, but someone once described um, kind of, yeah, this sport is almost like addictive in that, you, and almost drug-like in that you go through real highs and real lows, like Absolutely. depending upon like, not just outcomes, but yeah, how a ref might decide on a day, for instance, like there's just so much on the line for a, a binary outcome. And yeah, to, I guess, withstand that and keep moving forward. Yeah, takes a lot. And again, I, I've not met anyone else that's fought for a world title. So <laughs> like 1% yeah. indeed. Yeah. No, so it's cool, man. I think you said two more fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, just w with that and the same kind of like, I think this next one was before. I fought in Webley Arena, fought for Bellator, which is a, a global promotion. So if you think about football uh, and, and MMA, so MMA and MMA is the sport, football is the sport. You've got um, the Champions League, yep. you've got UFC, mm. you've got UEFA, you've got Bellator. Mm. So in terms of the league or the level that, me to fight on Bellator I'm talking about it's a high yeah, level very high. so mm. I managed to, to get on Bellator so I've had two fights on Bellator and that was at Wembley Arena and wow yeah uh, the boy from Brentford do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the boy from Brentford because I'll be around the area people would see me or whatever yeah yeah you know I'll be like yeah, well, 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, really not. But, um, no, again, it's an achievement. And to, to look back and I just think, wow, not everybody gets to do this. Mm. I am literally an ordinary guy. You know what I mean? Doing extraordinary things, um, walking out into a sold out arena. It's just like, whoa. And um, yeah, I just, not only have I learned from the experience, but I want to share my experience with as many people as possible. People that um, have these aspirations to become fighters or to become sports persons, but also to motivate those that don't have any aspirations, that, that um, don't have any motivation, don't have a support network to help them, or they don't have the resources because it can be done. I started at 23, not even a fighter, and I've gone through a journey. So mm. if you want to do it, you can do it. People say to me, oh, how do you juggle this and juggle that? And because <laughs> I was working full time and I was doing some other studying um, and, and I was fighting. How, how, how? <laughs> Listen, if you want to do it, you can do it. Mm. Yeah. But if you're finding a reason, then you're, you don't really want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it reminds me of the saying, when someone says, um, I'm not sure I have time for that. It mm. really means it's not a priority. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly and, what I was going to say. Yeah, and it, and that same uh, like concept and what I'm talking about. That you don't have to be a professional athlete mm. to to have this. My mum did it as a single mum with three children. Do you know what I mean? My inspiration is from her. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And and the work ethic and and the dedication and the consistency I got. With a with a lady with three kids with not many resources on her own, mm. do you know what I mean? So now that's busy. Yeah, you know? very busy. Yeah. That's stress. <laughs> that's real life stuff. No, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, um, she brought me into this world, and she's the she's the one who she's the only one who can take me out. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of our mums have probably reminded us yeah. of that at one point, right? 100%. Fin uh, final fight. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the one I got next week. Ah. I am fighting in seven days' time, nineteenth of November. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm fighting for the Fight Star uh, welterweight title. Um, yeah, in Crystal Palace. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 f fighting. I love fighting in London. Yeah, you know it's a it's a smaller venue to like my last fight, which was Wembley Arena, but it's more cozy. Mm. I get to hear my 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 crowd. And and vibe off their their their, their chance and stuff and who who are you fighting? It don't matter who I'm yeah. fighting. <laughs> Actually, I did a reel on that. Uh, the I, other saw, day. I saw that. It doesn't up. matter. Who. <laughs> I think I saw that one as well. It was the rock? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what he's. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm fighting a guy called Joe Cummins, who is a legit fighter, as real as they come. Um, and uh, it's going to be a showdown, uh, to, to say the least. Um, you only is good as your last performance mm. you're only as good as is what you did the other day did you know what i mean mm. so um this this is a this is a good test of my own character i'm you know what i mean i've been this is my 25th fight and i'm still going strong and whether i've had ups and i've had downs i've always had the question do i want to do this mm. do i have what it takes mm. and you've got to be consistent i'm still doing what is needed to to be done to fight at uh, this standard, and I'm going to prove that uh, next Saturday night. Nice. Do you want to tell our listeners how they can cop a ticket? Yeah, where? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check out uh, the Fight Star uh, website, and um, you can get a ticket if you're local to London. If not, you catch a stream. 
and uh, yeah, all the good stuff. And I think I said to you, I, I would have been, I, I actually live in Crystal Palace, um, but I'm in Florence next weekend. But yeah, I saw it come up on your thing. I was like, Crystal Palace, no way. I'd love to get down and watch it. But yeah, let me know about the next one though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd love to come along. I've actually never been to a live fight, I don't think, other than like BJJ tournaments. So it'd okay. be interesting to, to come down. See, if I knew that you weren't coming yeah, before, I would not be here. <laughs> <laughs> what the? It is. It's my. It's my mini moon. Yeah, not for uh, It's. 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 it's <laughs> unfortunately, it can't be me. <laughs> Otherwise, I won't have a wife. So. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And she might not turn up on the day. Yeah, literally, literally. she might be at the fight. So, do you want to give us like a bit of a a look into what camp looks like? Mm. You know, there may be a lot of aspiring um, fighters, professional athletes that have competitions coming up uh, or even amateur athletes right getting ready for for fights um, or events what what's what's camp look like for you in particular how it differs from your day to day because i think as you said you train every day and you coach every day but yeah what's the distinction between that and camp for sure for sure mm. so um when we do a camp we it's normally typically eight weeks for example and a lot of sp all the different sports will have a, a form of periodization um building a base and then pe uh, peaking and then tapering off, mm. you know? So I will be training off season and that'll be like my first base, getting stronger, bigger, uh, whatever, um, whether it's weights for, for hypertrophy kind of thing, or if it's just skill based, just keeping everything sharp. And then once it starts, all right, cool, I've signed a contract, I've got eight weeks to go then I'll be doing more specific stuff because it depends on who I'm fighting. Mm. It's like rock, paper, scissors. Do you know what I mean? My strength may be their weakness and you'll see next week <laughs> what expose it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, but exactly, so everything is specific, uh, my training. So I'll train striking, I'll train grappling, I'll train MMA, you know, mixing it together mm. off the cage, um, ground and pound jujitsu kind of thing. Uh, wrestling takedowns um but with, maybe with strikes as well they call it uh shoot boxing yeah. you know what i mean all the different ranges i might just do boxing one day i might do kickboxing i might do just jiu-jitsu i might put the gi on but i'm always you know um every day or five six times a week i'm doing a skills based yeah um um session as well twice a week three times a week uh, snc session mobility session but then as the camp goes on It'll be uh, uh, strength, speed stuff. And then the next stage would be speed, strength stuff. I may have said it the wrong order, I don't know, but you get the picture. But it, And then it'll be just speed and then just skills stuff um, toward the end. So right now I'm tapering. Yeah. Mm. I'm cutting the weight. Um, so I've just had a double espresso before here, so I'm a bit <laughs> chirpy, but <laughs> I'd be quite gaunt and, and, and miserable uh, normally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we caught you on a good day. <laughs> we might be in an armbar here. Ask yeah. the wrong question. While, while you, yeah, cutting weight, like what? What does that look like? I've never had experience with that, but mm. I've heard it can be <laughs> miserable, right? Yeah. So actually, funnily enough, at the gym, everyone's like, "We much prefer cheesecake, Nathan, than weight cut, Nathan." <laughs> like, no, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. So I walk around about 87 kilos, and I'm competing at 77 kilos. Oh wow. So that's it's a, it's a smaller average, as I was saying to uh, Nikita um, on the way here. Mm. I'm a small, ten kilos is is a average, less than average. 
you know there's a lot of other fighters that are doing 12 kilos 14 kilos um so i will diet um half of it three three kilos or, or, or three to five kilos i will diet and the rest i will i will lose in in the water so um, is it like press ups in a sauna and all that yeah basically <laughs> well I, I I wouldn't do press I'll do the shadow boxing or I'll just put more layers on and just sit in the Good sauna or I'll do a salt Jeez. bath or whatever but I'll water load so tomorrow I'll be starting my water load mm. which will be drinking six litres of water then eight the next day and then ten the next day so you've, you've been on the night out you've, you've you're on the beer and you break the seal and you're you're doing a, a wee every ten minutes well this is even worse. This is every five minutes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's broad wow. daylight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So w why do you water load before you weigh in? So I would do that to flush all the like the salt out of my body, the sodium out of my body, because that's water retention. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And then my body gets used to sweating out, uh, urinating out as well. So when it comes to the sauna or the salt bath, depending on. Mm. whoever's whatever's preference not actually retaining anything exactly yeah, it will just okay. come out and i'll def the balloon will deflate wow so, so then when i rehydrate i've got as much muscle as i can to to stay at the upper weight class as it were so, so much to think about and now obviously the level that you're at do you have a team that helps you build all of these different blocks together uh, I have a team, yes, yeah. um, but I've done it so many times. I know I know what to do. Yeah, kind of thing. I can manage my own weight. Uh, like I said, I'm a smaller average. Um, to be fair, for, like that's why I get paid. I get paid to make the weight. That's mm -hmm. not the fun part. Fighting's mm -hmm. for free. I was doing it for free as an amateur. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's to make that weight that that's different. That's difficult. Um, it's manageable, but it's, it's, it's not pleasant. Um, if if I was, you know. In that top five percent who's making proper money from the fights um where i wouldn't have to coach then i would go to a lighter weight class where i would change my whole regime mm. you know what i mean where i can afford to diet less and afford to do more cardio just to burn burn the calories and stuff but you know you gotta weigh it up you gotta weigh it up and i rather have more of a life if that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, you know as opposed to right cool i can only eat this and this is this and i can't have time for my my friends and my family do you know yeah. what i mean so um, how sustainable is something like that really like well, so for some people absolutely but yeah you've got to kind of recognize in yourself like how you want to live your life according to the uh, circumstances exactly and then health also plays a yeah. plays a factor because it, it's not healthy mm. to to lose excess amounts people have died from Gosh. the weight cut yeah sucks you know touch wood do you know what i mean um it's as few as possible, but you know, it happens. Yeah, I actually haven't heard of anyone ever drinking 10 liters of water. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <wow. laughs> I'll tell you something by, by like the, the sick fleet, uh, water is just you just had enough, sick of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fair. So, um, so I kind of wanted to move on to, um, sort of the business side, yep. just touch on that briefly. Um, is there anything you wanted to cover off on the sort of fight or the training? No, I, I think, yeah, I think we've covered a lot on the fighting and, and yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear more about the business side. Yeah, uh, it's really just to kind of um, get an understanding for those that are listening that um, either are on the amateur circuit and thinking, oh, well, how can I maybe move into um, more of a, the professional side? Um, maybe you're thinking, oh, I might want to get into personal training and coaching. Um, or both, right? And so 
how do you balance the 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 kind of the business side of coach Nathan and pro fighter Nathan you know and because obviously you've got the sort of the monetization of both um there's a lot that goes into it right you're taxes and bookkeeping and all, like all of this what, what yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta edit that out <laughs> um but but also finding sponsors to help you have the time to train like how do you how do you fit all of that in alongside the the actual work that you're doing and and like how does it look like day to day for you absolutely that, that's, a, that's a good point you know um as i'm 35 now i'm not I'm not coming towards the end of my career, but uh, I'm at the top arc, getting ready to mm. wind down. Mm. You know, um, I don't really want to put a, a limit to how many more years I've got. I w I'd like to go out when I'm ready, but um, you know, uh, I'm 35, so I've been thinking more about the coaching side of things and my way out uh, as such. So um, that's where my passion lies. Okay. Uh, in terms of like pursuing it, yes, I still want to fight, and I love fighting. And uh, but it is how can I grow my business? How can I make it sustainable? How can I get paid and not have to be there? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's what I want, so I can train and, and and do what I love, which is um, me being an athlete. So being a professional athlete is not what you may see, may may think it is. It's the top five percent that are getting the big money. Um, and the disparity between me as an MMA fighter and somebody at the same level fighting boxing is the pay is, is different, you know. Mm. Um, MMA is becoming more and more popular. Um, and on a side note, so is jujitsu. Mm -hmm. like, uh, submission only grappling is, is making its way, but compared to, to boxing, it's, it's not at the same level. And when you think, if I was to say, ask you, Name me a boxer, name me an MMA fighter. Mm. You would tell me the top five percent. Yeah, 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 do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, Nathan Jones, Mr. Yeah. Baggins. There you go. There you go. <laughs> then Connor. <laughs> yeah, I slipped the there. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I still have to work, but yeah. that's not a problem because I love working. Mm -hmm. I love using, utilizing my skills uh, to, you know, to, to as a means to an end. Um, as the sport has evolved, there's a lot more opportunities now for amateur fighters than there was 10 years ago when I was an amateur. Um, there's a lot more media channels to provide platforms, so sponsors are more attracted to, to invest in, in you, you know? Right. Um, so I've, I've got to a stage where I've got a few sponsors um, that, that can help support in what I wanna do. Um, and allow me to perform to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, no, I, st I still have to work and I still have to, do you know what I mean? Uh, log log my income, do the bookkeeping, um, do the admin with the invoices and the tax man. Do you know what I mean? That's due as well soon, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it has to be done. And I actually much rather do it this way. Yes, okay, I don't have a, um, a set amount uh, sorry, I don't have a salary. I don't have any holiday. If I get hurt, who's going to pay me? No one's mm. going to pay me. I can't work. Do you know what I mean? But um, there's no cap to how much I can earn. It's mm -hmm. up to me yeah. if I turn up for work, if I can br uh, build my brand. And, you know, and I find that's a lot more exciting uh, because I'm not just 
another person in the corporate world, just the name on the payslip. Um, I'm me, Nathan Jones. I'm my own brand, and I'm and I'm building that and having fun doing so. You know, so I would recommend any young uh, fighter or um, athlete to go out there, utilize their skills, um, utilize their skills for, as in, for employment, but also to help that make you able to train as well mm -hmm. do, do you know what I mean make mm -hmm. it work for you yeah um because it is possible it doesn't look like it's possible and I've, I've coached a lot of people with this it seems daunting but you've got to take that leap of faith you've got to believe in yourself mm. if you can't believe in yourself or you don't believe in yourself who's going to believe in 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 you you know so yeah. um being being absolutely self-sufficient by the sounds of things like it's yeah it completely on, falls on your shoulders whether or not like yeah the money comes in or not and I think um well, we've had uh, one of our friends came on who has had his own business, I think, for like the last five to ten years. But it's that thing of if I don't get up and go to work, yeah. no one's paying me. So it, it's yeah, real, really different to I think some of the mindsets of people in our generation of oh yeah, I can I don't know, work from home or what, what have you, and still going to get paid at the end of the month. Um, mm. it's, it's a very different mindset. But I guess you have to adopt. Yeah, absolutely. But it's great because it affords you the flexibility as well. Um, and as you say, you can build your personal training or coaching business as big as you're able to or want to as well, because you can say, right, this month I'm not fighting and I'm not training, so I'm gonna hammer hammer the PT in and the coaching, so you can expand your your, your revenue there. And you know, and, and in months where the, the PT and coaching is quieter, obviously you can dedicate more time to your to your training. So Absolutely. it's very flexible and, and it's great. And as you say, once you sort of taper off your actual fighting career, um, you've already got like a, a good baseline for your actual business that you can then scale even further. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so just one final question from me on the fighting side and, and then maybe we can move on to the, the social and, and youth work. Um, for someone maybe that was in a similar position to you, you know, maybe had some trouble on the street or, or you know, were assaulted or uh, maybe lack confidence, want to find some confidence, um, you know, whatever the, the reason may be, um, but feel nervous or intimidated sort of walking into a gym, right? Because uh, I certainly have memories of the first time kind of walking into the gym. And, you know, when you're like walking up, you hear the... the, the um, uh, the round clock like beeping and yeah. <laughs> you get more and more nervous and you hear the sound of the bag crashing and you know um what would your advice be for someone that's thinking about doing it but maybe doesn't have the confidence to absolutely to do it? um it would be just turn up you know the the hardest thing is the first thing which is turning up the analogy that i always give is like when you start your car yeah you start on that takes the most petrol and you're not even gone anywhere do you know, mm. do you know what i mean and then the first gear it's slow it, it you know it, it, it but then as you go through the gears it gets easier mm -hmm. and it's more economical and, and you go in faster and stuff and that is literally like how martial arts is or anything that you start that is new you know it is very daunting um and that's why i love doing this so people to see oh actually fighters uh they're, they're not all the same there are people that are down to earth there are people that have that i can relate to mm -hmm. do, do, do you know what i mean um so yeah just get to the gym try it out and you never know and i've i've found i found my, my partner um through through the gym 
uh, a lot of my close friends are through the gym. So I've like had new like commu- access to a new community, mm-hmm. and we're all a bunch of misfits. To be fair, mm-hmm. we're different different uh, um, parts of of of, th- of town. We're in different professions. We're, we've got different interests, but. Mm-hmm. It's about the the martial arts. That's our, our thing in common, and you know, um, I like it. And never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean. Um, and uh, ego is not your amigo. Yeah, <laughs> leave the ego at the door yeah. when you go to uh, <laughs> some sort of martial arts or boxing gym for sure. Yeah, just just on that. Ego's so not your amigo. That's great. I, I remember, yeah, when I first went to um, at my BJJ club and. On the intimidation front, I don't know if it will be as clear to people, but unlike a, a gym where you might go and lift weights and stuff, it's like you said, people hitting pads. There's aggression. There's testosterone. There's a t- everyone seems to know what they're doing, and if you engage in it, you you might get hurt. So I think for anyone that that is kind of considering it, but gets to that door and thinks, "Well, this is a bit much." Like completely shared uh, Nathan's kind of sentiment in that the more you do it the more normalized it becomes and actually yeah like you said so many of these people are just normal people who want to learn who want to improve mm-hmm. and there isn't it might look like animosity from the outside but what, what i love about when you watch professional fighters is more often than not despite all the the trash talk and stuff beforehand they'll embrace each other because they've both helped yeah. each other get to that next level and um yeah i really think that should be kind of emphasized that going to these places a lot of the time is about self-improvement and i actually once heard about um a thing about how great martial arts are um particularly jujitsu in terms of mental health mm-hmm. and, and and it was around the fact that you're learning a new skill mm-hmm. you're exercising and then as you said like you're joining a community and it's like they're the things you need to have in place in life if you want to kind of be mentally healthy um at least as a foundation so yeah would fully encourage people to to give it a try and uh persist because i i know i didn't enjoy my first couple of months but i was assured that it would get better and it did so i think what you described there are essentially like the key pillars to an individual and and society mm. you know, that kind of community and spirit and um self-improvement all that kind of stuff and um and yeah i completely agree with what you both said really i mean talk about misfits you know like there's people from all sorts of backgrounds, you know, uh, places and shapes and sizes, you know, um, but you've got that common interest. Um, and um, yeah, you do, you can make some of the best long, you know, long-term friends in, in those environments. Sure. And no, no one's there really because they're, you know, mean and want to have scraps. It's, it's no, all about self no, exactly. and learning a skill. And I think for me, the one thing that like really, uh, struck a nerve for me was everybody's busy everybody's stressed out everybody's got their own problems to deal with but when we get to the mat we bow mm. everything is left off the mat mm. do you know what i mean we can pick it up when we finish mm. but that is you your time yeah time it's like a form you. of meditation isn't it almost? absolutely yeah and i think for me that was like the one thing that is really self-healing um because i've got to do this i've got to do that oh, but when I'm training, I'm tra- I'm I'm in my zone mm. and it's on my terms, kind of yeah. thing, you know. And um, th- that's one of the many benefits that I have, and why I still train, even when I don't want to train or I'm hurt or whatever. It's it's my time. That's why it's so important for mental health, right? Because whether you're grappling or sparring or hitting pads or you know, 
you think about nothing else but that in the moment mm-hmm. um it's actually it's actually impossible like i've been yeah. i've been always like kind of struck sorry to interrupt but no, like, no, no, by, when you go to a class the, the kind of clarity of thought you come out with um just because if someone's trying to get on your back and <laughs> strangle you like you can't be like oh <laughs> gotta go and finish this thing at, at work <laughs> up. Like, you, you're just in the moment it, it yeah. affects you on a primal level i think like where it's kind of survive move on kind of learn and yeah from a mental health perspective i think yeah it's good to emphasize the, mm. the benefits but sorry to interrupt no 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 you you yeah you've you've sum, summarized that really well um so yeah that was all for me um shall Nothing, we move on to, yeah. to 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 the next part of the career yeah, 100%. yeah? um so nathan you're you're you know clearly an inspirational fighter and man within your community you know within the gym um we want to sort of dive into a little bit into the youth work and social care as well yeah. um because i'm sure that's really interesting and it, it will it will segue nicely into your background and how you grew up i suppose um but how did you go from um history you know and doing your your degree in in that to going into youth work yeah um, what was the inspiration you know or well, I started off as a young person myself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, as we, as we would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was a young person, yeah. uh, I, I did the Duke of Edinburgh's Award. Okay. And um, as part of the Duke of Edinburgh's Award, uh, DOV is a uh, is acronym. As part of that, you had to do a skill, you had to do a, a, a sport, and you had to do some volunteering. And I helped out at the centre. I helped the, the younger ones. Um, do their award so I was when I, I went through the level sorry bronze silver gold so when I was gold so I was 18 years old I started to help the younger ones with their map reading mm. and how to pack a bag put a tent up or plan the route so they were 15 um years old something like that so I started helping them and then I finished my goals and I carried on volunteering just because I had nothing better nothing better else to do um, and I actually enjoyed it. And then they started to, oh, there's this training, Nathan. I think we should, you should do it. And oh yeah, cool. Volunteering, volunteering, opportunity after opportunity. Cut a long story short, I ended up getting paid uh, for the job. Uh, applied for a role, sorry, and getting a paid job. And that was in the Richmond Borough. And then that led to working in another youth centre, into another youth centre. And, and, you know, 15, 16 years on, something like that, uh, I'm, I'm, there as a youth worker so i've worked in youth clubs youth centers i've worked in schools i've worked intensively with families um having a caseload um working alongside um you know uh teachers uh, other family members uh, for, for for these young people um and even the ones that are, are at risk you know so it's gone quite high um to social social care cases and having to work with the social workers and this and that and in my time in working in the Richmond borough Richmond and Kingston borough um, I've worked with I've done lots of different types of youth work work with a lot of different issues and the one constant and I don't want to keep going on about martial arts but mm. that's the one thing that I always think that that would help mm. that could help 
you know, you're, you got low self-esteem, that could help. Mm. You, 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 you know, you got your substance misusing. Well, hey, find something that you you realize that you shouldn't smoke because yeah. you get a gas out or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I've, I've had lots of, so I've been doing a group um, for about 10 years now, using my skills as a, as a fighter, as a martial arts coach, as a youth worker, getting funding for, for these young people to put on a session so they can do it for free and, you know, I, I, and I like it, you know, wherever they're, 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 they're getting in trouble um, with, with the police or they're getting kicked out of school, we just bring them to get, uh, together and uh, we play games, but we learn techniques, we have a bit of fun, you know, um, and that is the one, out of all the type of youth work that I've done, that's the one thing that I actually don't get bored with. Mm. You know, I've played pool non-stop, like I've played table tennis, I've taken them ice skating or bowling and mm. you know what I mean? or uh, I've got them out of detention. I've taken them to this appointment or that. Mm. You know, I, w I ended up carrying my work home um, when it was like the serious stuff and just not enjoying work or I just got bored of doing the fun things. Um, you know, and just being able to engage with young people um, on a one-to-one -one level, I enjoy. Um, I like the, the their innocence, their naivety. Um, and sometimes that that makes you question your own morality. Mm -hmm. If you're telling them to do something, you know what I mean, do something right or do it the right way. I can o I can only tell them that if I'm doing it myself yeah. or if I believe in it mm. and stuff. And in a roundabout way, that's kept me honest and kept me on my path. Um, you know, you're almost accountable to these abs kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, I, I love it, you know, and, I, and I've done it since I was a young person uh, myself, all the way in, in, you know, I've ended up studying it. And ironically, once I got qualified as a youth worker, <laughs> I left <laughs> youth work and I became a fighter, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, no, I, I love it and I'm a big advocate for it, especially like with the local, um, working with the local authorities, working with the schools and other youth organizations. At the moment, I'm working with the Princess Trust as well, doing the same kind of things. You know, and I like it. It, it coincides with tackling uh, national government's priorities, with the police priorities, anti-violent crime. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, like a young person, I believe, will be less likely to carry a knife if they feel confident in being able to defend themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and at the same time, they're less likely to get involved in the altercation because they know the consequences of what could happen um, in a fight. Or do you know what I mean? If I'm if I'm confident in my abilities to defend myself, I know what I could do to you. Mm. Just like I'm not going to do it. Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know when to walk away. Or yeah. do you know what I mean? That, that's something actually. I know we've moved on from fighting, but something I've noticed about um, kind of individuals that do train, it's it's a there's a calmness that comes with it because you've almost simulated these interactions. So if someone is getting a bit aggressive towards you, you say, I've literally done that 400 times this week. And you know what? The best form of self-defense, unless absolutely called for, is to probably just say it's not worth it. But yeah. it's often when people don't know what they're capable of doing. It's the, the kind of posturing ends up becoming an altercation. Yeah. And, and that's when the, the kind of tragedies happen. So, yeah, I think it's a, a really kind of key point you, you raised there around, I suppose, equipping people with the skills 
almost teaches them not to abuse them um, because they know what they are capable of and what other people potentially could be capable of. And like yeah. you said, the, the, the severe consequences that come with that. And, sure. and reinforcing the honorability in walking away because certainly when I was growing up and, you know, in school, um, you know, you did have that sort of pressure almost that, oh, if you walk away, then you're a chump, <laughs> you know, for use of a of a sort of a softer word. But um, there, there's no dishonor in walking away, especially when you have a certain skill set or, Absolutely. you know, you understand the consequences. You go, do you know what? That's fine. You take this one. That's OK. Yeah. No problem here. You know, but at least you both walk away and you, you, you live to see another day, you know. No, absolutely. And even just like the work it takes to get somebody to understand that. Yeah. Especially, you know, we're peer pressure is one thing. You're a product of your environment. It's another thing. And you're you're, you're told in the media like how you should be. What, what, but to, to work with someone on a one-to-one -one level, for them to mature and to evolve under your wing, or in your pre you know whilst you're working with them um it, it's a powerful thing mm -hmm. you know um so that's why I, I still try to go out of my way to do youth work in and around my own training and, mm -hmm. you know so uh, i'm sure there'll be a lot of like kind of grateful young men and and women i'm sure in the future like who might not recognize it now but we'll see the impact of kind of the time you do spend with them because you you kind of rattled them off there like oh taking them ice skating table tennis pool but the most precious thing we sometimes have to give is time and yeah. by the sounds of it you've done that for a lot of people vulnerable and otherwise and that is more than kind of any money or like kind of advice you can give them it's like actually spending that time with them i'm sure will be really influential to them and, and i'm sure when they see you on tv fighting yeah. as well they'll be like, oh that's that's nathan yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. really cool to see that you're also spending the time to give back as well because some people say oh i'm just a fighter and that's what i'm doing but no there's another side again you don't hear about with fighters of someone that's giving back to their community not just with their words or their money but but also with their time and it's it's um i think the wider message is that what we may deem as a really small act may be an enormous act for someone else or gesture um so it's it's always nice to to you know put that into perspective and and maybe think oh well if it seems small to you but if you do it you know you could you could really change someone's day or you know maybe even inspire them to no, for to sure themselves. and a lot of that i only realized that once people would stop me you <laughs> know every now and again I'll, I'll see somebody from my past or i used to i used to be their youth work or whatever oh yo nave one one boy i didn't even recognize well man should i say he's like, <laughs> he's like i worked with him like 10 years ago do you know what i mean i didn't even recognize him because all the facial hair yeah 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 jacked <laughs> 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 Nave, 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 remember da, 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 remember that time yeah. and then the penny had dropped it didn't mm. dro he used to be like just a terror you know um a censored uh, term there <laughs> i had to censor that but no he was just a terror do you know what i mean and um He's come back mature, mature now. The penny's dropped, and he thanked me. And I didn't, and that's not, that's not even an isolated case. It happens all the time, and you don't mm. realize until you get that feedback, and and it makes it worthwhile, you know. And um, you don't have to be a youth worker f for these things to happen. Mm -hmm. Even if you're in the gym or you're in your life, you've got somebody younger, or they may ask you for help, or you could see that they need help. Doesn't doesn't cost you anything. Just mm. You know what I mean? Little word of you don't have to give them advice, but just tell them how they're doing or even whatever. words of encouragement, right? Exactly. Is that's something that 
so many of us lack just that just that little word to say oh i'm proud of you that you've done this or you know great great work like you smashed that because yeah. like i say the little things they seem small to us that maybe our parents told us all the time you know some people don't even have that yeah. um so yeah especially from someone i'm sure they look up to as well mm. like to just have have that, that kind of affirmation so no, yeah awesome awesome so you're clearly still doing some of the, the the youth work and providing support um if someone is looking for support or a program or anything where can they look how can they reach out um any advice there yeah obviously it depends where you live as to where you'd go to see someone or do something in person but uh google get get on google whatever you're looking if you're looking for martial arts search martial mm -hmm. arts clubs if you're looking for I don't know, uh, like a youth club where you do general activities, get get on Google, where's your nearest youth club? If you're looking for like a, like a helpline, it could be uh, counselling or whatever, get on Google, find out the, these services. Um, every local authority, at least in London that I know of, um, provides these these kind of services whether it's help advice whether it's guidance whether it's a facility to to do positive activities with you know whether that's um private like you need a membership to go to a gym for example or mm -hmm. if it's a, a public universal service after school go check it out um or you know if it's a positive program like um national citizenship service uh, ncs sorry um or Duke of Edinburgh's award or Prince's Trust, get on Google uh, or the internet or go to their websites or ask somebody, mm -hmm. you know, what I like, what I first did when I was going through what I was going through uh, is I looked at the leaders in my field. Who is where I want to be? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What are they doing? Yeah. Where are they going? Where did, what did they do? Uh, and work back from there. So you've yeah. got an idol, someone you're looking up to. So it's almost like start with why, find the who, and then work out the what you that, gotta do. That's exactly what I, I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've, you, I'm just very, <laughs> you know, like dumbed down everything you've said um, into, you know, three, maybe three words for someone to, to pick up. But I think um, you touched on a really good point there around the fact that we are in a, a digital age where you can look at people that you aspire to kind of, I guess, match in terms of what they might have achieved in their lives. And you can quite quickly work out, whether it's through reaching out to them or people that might know a bit more about their story, what the steps were for them to get there and yeah, begin to emulate them. I, I know I, I certainly did that um, with my career. And yeah, it, it makes life easier because rather than I want to get to, let's say it's 100 meters, I want to get there trying to work out how to get there's a whole nother process and whilst trying to work that out that takes time but if you've got an example of how to do it then it's easier to just follow that right and absolutely you'll have your own adjustments along the way and and and, and things will, will will arise but yeah i think that's a really good point and i don't think we've made it actually before mm. in terms of there'll be people that we've we've had on that will be in in places that you you might want to get to as, as listeners and yeah, kind of asking yourself, well, if they did that then, what do I need to do now if that's mm. where I'd like to be? Um, and another point on that is ask for help. Mm. You know, whether it's massive, yeah. Whether it's within your own network or somebody else's network, where ask for help. The worst that they can say is no. Yeah. And by you asking, that's a form of you taking action. You've already gone to that 
next step, you know? And if you're lucky, they could it could be a yes, or if it's not a yes, it will be a referral to somewhere where you can get a yes. And um, it's, yeah, just ask for help. Yeah. Mm. So I'm conscious of time and I'm certain we could like go on for a few hours for sure. But what, what I do want to touch on um, is, you know, you've, you've mentioned that when you were young, um, action wasn't one of your priorities so to speak and i think it's really important to like you know pay homage to your mum who who you've spoken to and uh spoken about and sort of gave us a glimpse into you know who she is and kind of what she went through um if you don't mind sharing with us maybe some some stories and anecdotes how you went from you know not not prioritizing action to like becoming this this man of of huge action and also, you know, what were the influences growing up? What, you know, what was it like growing up? Um, how did your mum influence you and things like that? That would be really great. Yeah, for sure. Um, so growing up, I was, a, well, I came from a working class family, um, grew up on an estate. And um, one thing I was brought up knowing is my mum couldn't leave me any money. She's like, Nathan, I've got nothing to leave for you. So <laughs> you, you got to do it for yourself, but get your education. No one can take that from you. Once you've got your education, no one can take it from you. So work hard. You can see all these, your friends are get like, they won't be your friends in 10 years time, in 20 years time, life moves on. Don't worry about it. In terms of, oh, you have to go out, and, I have to go out and play. I have to do this, I have to. No, do your homework, Nathan. Uh, she always uh, instilled into me and, I didn't feel like I, I, I fitted in being in a working class family, but then going to a, a better school, um, a middle class school, but it was something that I knew that I had to do to get an education, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think for me, growing up, I never really thought ahead until I was old enough. And it, do you know what I mean? And then I was like, well, I wasted all that time. So I always try to tell people, what, ask people, what do they want to do in five years' time, in 10 years' time, 15 years' time? What what do you want, you know? I was fortunate that I had a scare of being jumped, which I spoke about. I also had another scare of, um, I had pulmonary embolism, which is blood clots in the lungs. And uh, yeah, basically I was rushed to hospital and did you know what I mean? That yeah, was a yeah. big scare. So yeah. even before I was I was fighting, my I had no health. I couldn't even go, get up the stairs without um, getting out of breath. Wow! And it was like that made me think: health, health is wealth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. two, three years later, whatever it was, that I got jumped. So I was like, no, no. You know what I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing. But um, yeah, growing up, I would for for young people, I would say get your education because once you get it, no one can take it from you you've got something to bank on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And then enjoy your life, enjoy your life while you can. And that's one thing I tried to do growing up. Um, I'm doing more now because you realize how actually how much time you have or had and now you don't have, do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I had all the time in the world when I was 15, 16. And now like, <laughs> now I was like, I don't have any time at all, you know? So yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's one that really is becoming more and more um, 
I guess, prevalent in my life. It's like, wow, actually, looking back 30 years now, what's the next 30 look like? And yeah, it, it kind of, I suppose, forces you to think, okay, well, I'm, I need to take the actions with my life that, that I want to because it, it's not a dress rehearsal as far as we know. So living the life you want and yeah, kind of planning to get to where you want to get to, I think a good message is to, to get across to the younger listeners. But I know maybe when I was that age, if I heard that, I've got a younger brother, I give him a hard time on this. He's getting there, <laughs> but like I try and get messages through to him, and it's a balance between him wanting to enjoy his life and find his way, but then also, yeah, being kind of serious because life will get very serious very quickly, yeah. And um, not wanting to be too, I guess, upset by how things go. So um, yeah, I, I really like those those messages. Yeah. Two two messages really really stand out for me, and um, probably like has a role to play in sort of my upbringing as well is. The, the kind of you know get your education um no one could take that away from you that i think is is really important um and i think like there's a lot of people that think i'm not going to use this so i'm not going to put that much effort into it because i've got this dream of doing something else um but you know you never know what twists and turns life can take so Absolutely. the education and the education we have here in this country is free you know we we all have to do it we will will do it you might as well do your best at it, um, take it away to whatever level it is that you want to take it to, um, but but at least get those foundational um, years in. Um, it's really important. Um, and um, the, the second thing is, yeah, like you, the friends that you have when you're, you know, 15, 20, aren't necessarily going to be the friends yeah. you have when you're 30. Um, so take what lessons you can from that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, try not to take all of that too seriously because, um, you know, your your circle and, and friendships um, can look very different. And, and, and just to kind of buttress your point as well, on the um, education front, it's not everyone's cup of tea, right? But mm. we, we have made the point here around how there are definitely like kind of parallels between learning a martial art and learning in school. So uh, the quote that stands out to me is kind of how you do anything can be how you do everything. Yeah. So... Yeah, taking it seriously, like although it might not be where you want to ultimately get to, like in your case, you've you've gone through it to master's level, higher than at my level, and um, you're you're not necessarily using it directly now, but the commitment to excellence you showed there, I'm sure, is very similar to the commitment to excellence you show in your fighting, and mm. it's not like you do one well and the other badly. It's like kind of keeping that as a consistent throughout life, like is yeah important sure. too. For sure. Love love that message. Um, and b before we move on to our final two questions for you, like uh, before we wrap up that, that we ask everyone, um, what does 2023 hold for Mr. Bag and Tag? And what does it hold for Nathan Jones? That's a good question. Um, more, you know, uh, just more really, more of what I've got, which is uh, love, support, happiness, um, achievement, you know, I'm not fussy any more of any of those than I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's for, for Nathan Jones as well. For, for me, as as a as a coach, as as a a family man, you know, I just want to carry on growing mm -hmm. um, and and developing as as a person. Um, you know, uh, forwards. That's 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 all I want to go to. So wh where wherever the wind takes me, mm. and I'm a firm believer, let, let the wind take you. You know, opportunities will pop up, and doors will be the close. yes man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Have you seen that film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> when he did it with the crusade, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. um, um, do, do you intend on being sort of, I don't know, maybe more active on the circuit, you know, fighting? Like, what what are your plans there? Yeah, so I'd love to still still compete. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy being a family man. I'm happy um, competing three to four times in the year and happy coaching, you know. Uh, I've got to the point where I've been there, done that. Mm. It's just like ticking it over. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and, and that's a brilliant position to be in. Do it because I enjoy doing it, not because I have to do it. Yeah. You know, so. I tell you what, I had this like really nice catch up with my brother yesterday. Um, and we said literally that like he's eight years older than me. So, you know, he's he's seen a bit more of life. And, you know, um, we're the same in the same in a lot of ways, but very different in, in others. And he just said, you know what? I'm just at a point where I'm just happy with what I have. And and I think there's something beautiful in in that sort of like finding pleasure in the mundane. Mm. Um, you know, not that your life sounds mundane at all, but <laughs> as in, you know, you're consistently doing what it is you love. Um, you, you know, you're not like trying to do 15 or 20 fights because you want that like one big break. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're on a consistent journey and you you enjoy it. I think that's, being, that's, that's being content and and yeah. I guess grateful for for the the good things you have in your life by the sounds of mm. it. No, again, great message yeah. to get across. So the last couple of questions we we like to ask are kind of fun ones. You don't have to answer them if if you kind of going blank and in the moment we can always edit out, of course. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know like kind of what piece of advice do you think you would have given your eighteen year old self? today knowing all you know all that you've been through their temperament yeah what what would you tell them if you could say look if i'm going to tell you one thing it's this well yeah um the lessons that i had learned you know um like life's too life's too short you got to live in the moment but also be happy get your education have have something to, to fall back on don't worry about everybody else worry about you um and enjoy your time you know pr- pretty much you know uh, i think i try to grow up too quick mm. um and th- then try to <laughs> make up for lost time and it, you know what i mean i just not that i regret any any decisions but you know, i was telling my, my 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 younger self would just be take your time enjoy it and uh yeah make it count Amazing. Uh, and finally, is there a maybe a podcast or a book you would recommend to our listeners um, for, for maybe self-improvement or something that has impacted you? Yeah, no. Um, you did say this to me as well. Um, the one book that actually made me reassess and reevaluate everything uh, is a book called uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, my dad's given me that. I haven't read it yet. It's a very okay. short book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've not heard of that, actually. I'm going to have to I've pick got, that up. I, for, I forgot who wrote it, but it, I think it's called Who Moved My Cheese. Or Who Stole My Cheese or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a great title. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically about you've got to move with the times. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just your cheese has been moved, so you've got to adapt with mm-hmm. it. You know, if you've got hardship, adapt. Uh, if you lose your job, adapt. If you move house, adapt. Do you know what I mean? Um, if you want something, 
you've got to go to it <laughs> to, to get it. You get, yeah. get your cheese. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it'll be um, taken in so many ways. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that's the book that made me think. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, look, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us, man. That that was a great conversation. Amazing on, Alex. conversation. I just wanted to ask yeah. before we, we wrap up, if there's anything else you wanted to, to say or if you're, you're happy with, with everything that's been said today, just while we have you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy. And um, I hope any one of your listeners uh, listening to this can can take something from it, You know, even if it's one little thing. I always say when I'm teaching my martial arts um take what you like leave what you don't mm, yeah. <laughs> do you know what yeah, i mean so it's uh, a great mantra yeah yeah awesome um do you want to give us uh maybe your instagram handle uh you know give give it a little plug and yeah where we, people can find you where people can watch you you know all of that good stuff yeah so my handle is at mr bag and tag m r b a g a n d t a g you nice. know what i mean so uh yeah you can get me on all uh social media uh with that uh, I'm busy and I like to document it as much as I can. So when yeah. this comes out, tag me in it. I'll reshare. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. We'll Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And listen, do not forget to grab some tickets. If you're into yeah. MMA, go watch Nathan, Mr. Bag and Tag, <laughs> you know, do his thing. Um, I'm sure he's going to be a great spectacle. Um, now, you know, a bit of the man behind the pro athlete, you know, the coach, the fighter. Um, we appreciate your time. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. We appreciate our listeners and viewers tuning in and, and listening to, to us. Um, we also wish you luck as well. Yeah, right? absolutely. We, we do you. wish you luck, man. Um, and I, I'm going to try and try and hit the gym and, and maybe get a few tips on on how to how to do some stuff on the canvas. I've never done that before, <laughs> so it would be great to try it out. So, Nathan, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll catch you on the next one. As always, you find us on at Hard Work Beats Talent Podcast. Um, and we'll catch you soon. Thanks very much.